everybody, welcome back to the Time Pass Podcast. This is your host, Ashika. Thank you so much for joining me today, you guys. If you haven't done so already, please like me on Facebook at Time Pass Podcast. Follow me on Instagram at Time Pass underscore podcast. And check out the YouTube channel where you can watch all the episodes of the Time Pass Podcast. You can find the link to that in my bio, on my IG, or on my website, timepasspodcast.com, where you can also find bonus content, show information, and more information about yours truly. If you are an auditory listener, you are joining us via iPodcast, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Pandora, wherever you are tuning in to the Time Pass Podcast, please do me a favor and like and subscribe to the show. I would greatly appreciate that support. All right, you guys. I'll give you a hint. I'm wearing the season color. It's the color of Bridgerton, y'all, okay? I just got done with season two and I just had to talk about Bridgerton. I'm gonna preface this by saying that I am not a TV person. I don't watch a whole lot of TV. I have two shows that I binge watch and that is Bridgerton and Yellowstone, completely different from each other, right? But I don't watch TV otherwise. I usually have music videos going in the background in my house, or I have something like Friends reruns showing in the background, or Guilty Pleasure, especially during Christmas, is like Lifetime Christmas movies or Lifetime Romance movies just playing in the background because I enjoy background noise, but I don't actually sit and watch TV. I'm too busy and I'd rather be reading or cooking or doing something else than just watching TV. So Bridgerton coming out a few days ago was a huge deal for me. And of course I had to binge watch the entire second season because everybody knows it was about South Asian representation. Yes, Shonda Rhimes, she came through. This show had a South Asian main characters, South Asian representation that we've never seen on such a scale before. And I love it. I feel like Shonda Rhimes and the producers and Kat and everybody just at Bridgerton in general did a really good job of integrating some of our South Asian traditions and whatnot. But I started off because I feel like there was a lot of lilacs and a lot of purple being worn in the episodes in the season. And so I thought if I was going to talk about Bridgerton, I might as well wear the season two color, which was purple lilac. Let's dive in, you guys. I have so much to talk about with this. So Bridgerton season two is all about Anthony Bridgerton. Oh, wait. Spoiler alert, if you have not seen season two, you maybe don't want to listen to this show because I'm going to be talking about all kinds of content from the entire season. So if you haven't seen Bridgerton season two and you don't want to know what happens, stop listening now. Sorry. If you don't care, keep listening because it's going to be good. Season two is all about Anthony Bridgerton, um, Daphne's brother who is now ready to enter society and find himself a bride and get married and find the Viscountess for him. 
and enter Kate and Edwina Sharma, these brown babes representing South Asian girls everywhere. And I have to say that South Asian influences were all over the show from the colors that the girls, the Sharma girls wore. They were always wearing deep jewel tones. There was yellows and blues and it just felt like it was very rich. Um, the fabrics and the design of the fabrics sometimes also felt very South Asian, very South Asian inspired. So I thought that was great. I thought they did a really good job with that. There was a chai scene where Kate Sharma actually makes herself chai. She talks about how much she hates English chai. And so she makes herself a little pot of Indian chai the way we drink it and in honor of that I myself am having chai right now you guys just so you know uh, there's the scene with Kate putting oil in Edwina her younger sister's hair which is something I still do to this day I, I would call my mom and be like mom can you put hair oil in my hair it's just something that we do it's, you grow up with it it takes care of your hair so it was nice to see those traditions the healthy ceremony even though it was on a much smaller scale than what it traditionally is like i like that they incorporated it i like that they showed you know playing with the healthy a little bit and how it's important to put it on before you get married so the day before edwina is to wed anthony and the jewelry all the jewelry that kate wears particularly edwina as well but it's very south asian inspired from little junkas on the necklaces to the the gold and the earrings i thought and then the towards the end in the wedding scene episode like it's so cute the gangan right it's so so cute and I thought they did such a good job of trying to integrate South Asian traditions and culture and wares into the Sharma girls. I thought that that was amazing and hats off to Bridgerton for doing that. Before I go in to the elephant in the room, okay, Bridgerton has ruined me, okay? I'm gonna just preface that by, preface this entire episode by saying that. Bridgerton has now ruined me, but let's talk about some of the other plot lines before we get to the main plot line, which is all about Anthony and Kate. I enjoyed learning more about the other characters in season two. We learned a lot more about the identity of Lady Whistledown and how she does everything. So knowing that and knowing that it's Penelope and how she's kind of managing everything, I thought that was really cool for us to get to see. The character development of Eloise from going to political rallies and women's rights to kind of developing this entanglement or crush or whatever you want to call it with Mr. Theo Sharp, the printer, some sort of apprentice, I believe, at the, at the printers. Benedict, just seeing more of Benedict Bridgerton's uh, personality, seeing his wit, he's hilarious, seeing more of his art, um, just a lot of character development on Benedict, and I really enjoyed getting to know more about him as a person. And then I thought it was really cool that we finally learned how Mr. Bridgerton, the Bridgerton dad, passed away, which... It's so sad in, in the series, if you're watching it on Netflix, it's really sad, that scene. But I thought it was really nice to see this, and it's Colin's character kind of, to me, stayed 
the same a little bit. He's still kind of a young Bridgerton trying to be more mature than he is. And it's we saw it in season one with him trying to marry the cousin, right? Marina. And then we see it in season two with him trying to make the investments in the ruby mines. And I will give it up for Colin because he actually does his due diligence and figures out that it's all a sham. But, you know, it's just sometimes like he's still not quite there. Like Benedict, you can see him. Benedict's a man, right? Anthony's a man. Colin is not quite there yet, in my opinion. But I I love these storylines with Bridgerton. I had such a good time learning more about the characters and I don't read the books. So anything that I know of Bridgerton is purely from the Netflix series. So those of you who read the books, you're probably gonna have a very different opinion about these characters and the, the entire Netflix series than I do, but I have not read the books. So my Bridgerton knowledge is completely just Netflix based. Let's go there, okay? This is what I mean when I say Bridgerton has ruined me for life. Like, the love affair between Anthony and Kate is, it goes down, man. Like, it goes down in the books. There's so much, I'm, I'm ruined now. Like, I want somebody to look at me the way Anthony does and talk to me the way Anthony does. And I want that dynamic and that passion and that fun and that, that joy that they have in the last episode too. Like, it's just, oh, guys. Anthony Bridgerton has completely kind of become a man in this episode uh, and a more responsible man. He kind of, well, we still saw him with a bunch of, you know, ladies of the night, but, you know, he was more like, in more all about duty this time around, although he was in the first season too, but, I would say the love affair between Kate and Anthony is so classic because it starts off from hate. It has very much Pride and Prejudice vibes a little bit because when Anthony first sees Kate, she's riding a horse in the park and he chases her down and he, you can see it on it, he's enthralled by her. He's got a grin on his face as she, as she rides away and he he wants to know who this woman is. You can see it. He's, he's in captivated, captivated by her. But then when they actually meet, Kate's rather rude to him and then Anthony is wounded and is rude back. And so that's kind of the pride and prejudice vibe I get a little bit from the way they meet and how it all goes down. But it's just, guys, the way he looks at her throughout the season, there's so many looks and eye contact is so important in relationships, but there's so many looks that he gives her throughout the season and it's like, there's looks of longing, there's looks of I'm jealous, there's looks of I'm just smitten and admiring you. And doesn't every woman want to be looked at that way? Eye contact is super important in any relationship. And I did do a little bit of digging. I had Madison do a little bit of digging about eye contact and why it is so important in our relationships. And it's because she found some information on betterup.com and it's because eye contact allows us to bond with others and increase empathy between individuals. 
It can display honesty and can help two people build trust. Direct eye contact can make you more appear more confident. It can improve understanding between people. It can significantly improve communication between two people. It builds respect and creates attraction. And the amount of eye contact that Anthony and Kate had in season two, there's no doubt in my mind that is why they fell in love. I mean, humans find other people more attractive with eye contact and I would just have to say, like, the way that he looks at her is, it's just delicious. It can make us feel good and make us feel connected to people. And there's some, the same article says that prolonged eye contact actually releases this chemical that makes us more attracted to people. So I have only, you guys, experienced, this is funny because going, watching season two, binge watching it, I really drew parallels to us, to this show, to the Time Pass podcast. And um, in just two, two weeks ago, in the Spring Fling episode, I was talking about this moment that I had where it was a moment from the movie. So go back and listen to it. But it was the only time I have ever had a man, the only man that has ever looked at me in that sort of way, in, in an Anthony Bridgerton sort of way where he's just staring at me and like, I don't know what he's thinking, but it, I'm not as brave as Kate. And so I just kind of looked down and, you know, smiled. But the thing that I love about Kate is that anytime Anthony looks at her, she is looking right back at Anthony. She is literally just looking right back at him. She's fierce and she's strong and like, that is the kind of South Asian representation that I feel we needed to. We didn't need an, another demure, uh, agreeable South Asian woman to be represented on this show. But the fact that she's fierce and strong-willed and basically the leader of her family, I love that sort of representation and I love that part of her character overall in the show. And anyways, as I was saying, I this is the only time I've ever had a man look at me like that. And... Fun fact, I don't know if this is if this is something that the English are breeding into their men, but the man the man who looked at me like that is actually English and from England. And so if this is how the English men are learning how to romance women, I'm here for it. I am completely here for it because American men don't do that. <laughs> Take a page out of Anthony Bridgerton's book, you guys. Like, uh, look at a woman every now and then. Make her feel like the center of your universe, you guys. Like, uh, I love the way Anthony looked at Kate and then the way he spoke to her. Guys, men just don't speak like this anymore. But some of the lines from Anthony are just, they're classic. And I'm going to read some of my favorite ones now. But this, the, the classic one is, you are the bane of my existence and the object of all my desires. Like, can we break that down a little bit? Because the bane of my existence means like she is tormenting him tormenting it. It's like the bane of my existence is somebody that gets under your skin and just bothers you. But it's a good kind of bother in this case, right? It's like, 
it's a good kind of bother. It's the kind of bother you want to be. It's the kind of bother that attracts you and makes you inquisitive and makes the person mysterious. And then he continues that sentence with, and the object of all my desires. And it's like, why don't men talk like this anymore? Like, why? It's so, so good. Another one of my favorites is all I find myself thinking about. All I find myself being able to breathe for is you. And it's like, that's a little intense, okay? Like, it's intense, but it so works in the series and it works in the episode and it's so Anthony Bridgerton and it fits the sign of the times. And I just, it just makes us swoon. It makes us swoon so much. This love that he has for Kate is beyond. And the thing that gets me is the fact that towards the end of the episode, Kate still doesn't think that he loves her. He still doesn't think that he loves her. And then it takes this confession from him for her to realize that he's in love with her. And he's he's like, it is maddening how much you consume my very being. And I just, I was so happy when she actually said I love you back to Anthony. But of course, the way they went about it, there was about to be an argument as well, a disagreement. He didn't think she was going to say it. And all she wanted to do was say it. And I just, guys, like, if you're going to tell me you like me, you better start coming up with some, like, badass quotes to tell me that you have feelings for me. Because Anthony Bridgerton has ruined me and set the bar really high for y'all out there. And I know... I mean, there's so many women right now. It's all over the socials that are just in love with Anthony Bridgerton and this his character in season two. It was just, it was amazing. I would have to say the other thing that really, really got me about Anthony Bridgerton and this season was when Kate falls off the horse and she's unconscious and Anthony just loses his shit, you know? We see him rescue her and he brings her back. Uh, to Lady Danbury's and he's just losing his shit and he's like she's shivering she needs another blanket we need to do this like why are you not and they're the doctor's like let me do my job and then he walks off and then he basically just shuts down and becomes this ass of a Bridgerton which is how we've seen him behave in season one when it came to Daphne and a little bit how he was behaving in season two when it came to his siblings and when it came to Kate even and Edwina He's so stubborn, this Anthony Bridgerton, and it aggravates me. And that's also what makes him attractive, right? But when his mom walks in and tells him that she's woken up and the man just breaks down and cries. And that was a big moment for Anthony Bridgerton because earlier in the season, Daphne tells us that he didn't even cry after his father died. And so the fact that Anthony kind of, and his mom tells us that he stopped laughing, uh, you know, Anthony's kind of turned into this robot a little bit and hidden all his emotions away. And the fact that when he finds out that Kate woke up and he breaks down and he cries like a, like a blubbering idiot in front of his mom was a big moment for Anthony Bridgerton and a big turning moment in the show because I think that's when Anthony fully grasped the fact of how much he needed Kate in his life and how much in love with her he actually is. So I, that scene just like uh, pulled at my heartstrings. 
The other thing I want to talk about, okay? Uh, when I watched this scene, I was like, yes, I just talked about this. Earlier this month, maybe, last month, I did an episode on scents, S-C-N-T-S, S-C-E-N-T-S, scents and sensibility. And Anthony Bridgerton gets obsessed with Kate's scent of lilies. And lilies, like the lilac color I'm wearing today, is a big theme in the show. It's uh, Daphne refers to it as the flower of love. It was um, Anthony's dad's favorite flower. Also, I think his mom is fond of them because of that reason. So lilies are huge. And the fact that uh, Kate uses this lily soap and it's her scent, and Anthony just can't resist himself when he's near her. He just takes his neck, his head, or his nose, and drags it along her neck just to get a whiff of her. And I have had that experience before. This is what I'm telling you. And he tells her that that scent has imprinted on his mind since the very first night at the ball. And this is what I'm telling you guys. Scent is really important. I know in the episode I talked about it, science says that, you know, humans don't release pheromones, that it, you can't really imprint like that, but you can, okay? Like, I have experience with this. A signature scent is very important. It attracts us, and we clearly see that happen to Anthony Bridgerton in season two of Bridgerton. So go back and listen to Sense and Sensibility where I talk about this and have a listen and get yourself a signature scent because trust me, the person who is going to actually be attracted to you is going to fall in love with your scent and it's gonna be really, really important. All in all, you guys, I would have to say I loved season two, the South Asian representation, the traditions that were shown to us, the love story between Kate and Anthony. The only disappointment, okay, I've been talk singing the praises of Richardson this entire time, but I would like to talk about my disappointment in it as well. I wanted to see Simon. I wanted to see the Duke, and I know that he hasn't signed on for any more seasons, or at least he hadn't signed on for season two of Bridgerton, so they do a good job of having Daphne there with his son, but I really wanted to see Simon. I feel like if Simon was in season two, he could have been more of a sounding board for Anthony because they were buddies. Like I could see them going to the bar together and maybe talking about it a little bit. So I, I missed the Duke, I really did in season two, but even Daphne's role was very minute. You know, she's in a few episodes, but it, it is a big deal. She's the only one that knows about Anthony's true feelings for Kate. So I feel like if the Duke was there, Simon and Daphne could have done a really good job of trying to guide Anthony. And I would have loved to see that. But I get it. Like, this season was all about Anthony. We didn't want Simon to steal the show. But I missed him. I missed me some Duke, okay? That's my only thing that I didn't really like. I didn't mind the new Lord Featherington. It was weird that he had a thing for Lady Featherington. She's just a bitch, <laughs> and I can't see how anybody could be attracted to her, but I wonder if that storyline's gonna come back in season three at all, if he's gonna try to get even or come back with something new. It, it, it's interesting. I just don't 
Besides Penelope, I'm not really interested in the Featheringtons, to be honest with you. Bridgertonians out there, did you guys enjoy season two as much as I did? Are you as obsessed with Kate and Anthony as I am? I love them together. I do wish, I wish we could have seen a Kate and Anthony wedding. I understand why we didn't. The, the season was long and we did see a wedding in the season already, even though if, if the wedding didn't happen, but we did get to see a very elaborate wedding since it was put on by the queen. But I would have loved to see a little bit, a little bit of Kate and Anthony's ceremony because I feel like it would have been filled with love and a shit ton of eye contact. <laughs> I don't know, you guys. Let me know your thoughts on Bridgerton season two. Also, your thoughts on English men. Are they just more romantic than American men? Because that is how I feel right now. <laughs> all right, you guys, that's all I have for you today. If you haven't done so already, please like me on Facebook at Time Pass Podcast. Follow me on Instagram at Time Pass underscore podcast. And make sure to like, subscribe, and follow the YouTube channel. I would greatly appreciate it. If you are a time passer, you enjoy listening to the Time Pass podcast, do me a favor and share this show with at least one other person. I would greatly appreciate it. It means a lot to me when you can just share the show with one person and we can get another time passer. All right, you guys, whatever you're doing, whether you're watching Bridgerton or being obsessed with Anthony or being obsessed with the Duke or Benedict, stay authentic to who you are and I'll see you next time.